Have you ever thought, I wish I would have known this before I got married? Well, we're going to talk about it this morning with a man who's heard a lot of firsthand stories in his 40 years of experience of counseling couples. Dr. Gary Chapman is an author, speaker, pastor, counselor. The Five Love Languages, one of Chapman's most popular titles, selling over 20 million copies. But this morning, we're exploring his book, Things I Wish I'd Known Before We Got Married, with the one and only Dr. Gary Chapman. Good morning, Gary. Well, good morning, Deb. Ken, good to be with you guys. Yeah, always good to have you with us. And so as we are here on Valentine's Week, uh, love is on the uh, minds of a lot of people. But as we think about love, Gary, um, what should we think of when when it comes to a relationship and why isn't love just enough? What are some other things that we need to be focusing on? Well, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with our definition of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> many people in our culture feel love is this euphoric feeling that you're just enamored with the other person. In your mind, they're absolutely incredible, you know. And what we fail to recognize <laughs> is that lasts for about two years. <laughs> we <Yeah. come> down <laughs> <off>. <laughs> and we've got a whole lot of other things to work with in marriage. <laughs> and that's why I wrote this book, because... You know, I got married. I was a college graduate. I had one year of seminary behind me. I thought, man, you know, marriage, I'm in love with this girl. It's going to be wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I came down off that high. It wasn't so wonderful. (laughs) I have a lot of empathy for people who are struggling. Mm -hmm. What are some of the top issues that should be talked about before you get married? Well, I think one of them is the fact that uh, what we call romantic love has two stages. It has that euphoric stage, and then there is the more intentional stage. When we come down off that high, the average lifespan is two years. We we come down off that high. Then we have to intentionally love, and that's where the love language comes in. And I think that's one reason why that book has been so popular is uh, it helps us know how to express love. And, and this kind of love doesn't start with a feeling. In love, starts with a feeling. This kind of love is an attitude. I'm in this marriage to enrich your life. How Mm. can I help you? Mm. You That's the attitude. Mm. And then we find what makes them feel loved. We learn their love language, and then we speak their love language. So I think that's one of the the big factors. Uh, Of course, there are lots of other things that uh, we talk about. One is uh, I wish I'd known that uh, the old saying, like mother, like daughter, Mm. like father, like son, (laughs) is not a myth. (laughs) <laughs> yes. if if her if her mother interrupts her father when she's talking she's likely going to do that to you <laughs> sure mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then couples say to me wait a minute wait a minute surely i don't have to be like my daddy <laughs> well no you don't have to be like your daddy but you need before you get married to think what are things about my father that i would like to emulate and yeah. what are things about my father that I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. So now's the time to start working on those things. And so the wife needs, needs to do the same thing about her mother. What are things she would like to emulate? What are things that she would rather not be like that? So, you know, it's looking at those kind of things beforehand that helps you be prepared for what's coming. Yeah. Um, I know that you've said before, um, we've heard you say it at the Love Languages marriage conferences and everything, that um, counseling isn't just for marriage problems. Talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, I think uh, all of us need counseling. And maybe not professional counseling because there's not enough counselors to go around. (laughs) (laughs) But the reality is almost every couple that gets married encounters things that they weren't prepared for. 
you know, my wife and I, for example, were not prepared for how to take care of conflicts. Mm. In fact, we didn't think we'd have any conflicts. You know, mm. when you're in love, you, you know, anything she wants to do is fine, you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> but then we start arguing because that's what we do. If you think you're right, you know, they think they're right, then you argue. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we ended up doing a lot of that, you know. Both of us were just miserable with the whole thing. Uh, so I think couples need to learn how to do that, how to solve conflicts. They're real. Every couple's going to have conflicts for one simple reason. We're human. Right. Humans don't think the same way, don't have the same feelings, you know. So learning how to listen empathetically, that is, put yourself in the, in the, in the, the shoes of your spouse. Try to look at the world through their eyes. Mm-hmm. Listen to what they're saying. Ask questions so that you can eventually say, well, you know, honey, I can see now how that makes sense. You know, it doesn't mean necessarily you agree with them, but now you understand, you know, why they think what they think and how they feel. So, you know, I think uh, solving conflicts like that, it's, it's a huge issue. Mm-hmm. And so learning skills like that, you can learn these things before you get married, you know. And then I encourage, when I speak on college campuses, I say, look, you may not even, you may not even be dating yet, but if you ever plan to get married, you should be learning some things about marriage now. You know, and then later on, you're dating, you know, go through it again. <laughs> yeah, right. So how long should the engagement process be like, do you think? Well, a lot of this, of course, you can learn before engagement. But I, I don't think there's any <clears throat> magic number on engagement. But there needs to be enough time to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I deal with uh, these are the kind of things I think you can deal with. Uh, you know, before you get married. Uh, personalities, for example, you know, are they a super, super organized person? Or are they just, you know, spontaneously do things? Uh, those two kind of people usually marry each other. You know, yes. so. <laughs> <laughs> so how's that going to work? You know? <laughs> and uh, so I think, you know, certainly engagement time should be a time in which you're going through some book on marriage, discussing it with each other, you know in addition to getting premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and most mm-hmm. pastors today, they don't marry people unless they can spend some time with them beforehand, you yeah. know, kind of going over some of these things. With yes. them. That's wise. Yeah, that's good. I think mm-hmm. it's super important. Yes, and so another issue, I think, Gary, that um, couples maybe don't think about when they're romantically in love, and that is finances. And, yeah. you know, that seems to be a huge issue with marriages. So talk a little bit about what they should do before they get married when it comes to finances. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think sometimes uh, we, we fail. In fact, research indicates that this is one of the bigger areas of conflict. I think one of the first things and fundamental things is when we get married, it's no longer your money and my money. It's our money. Mm-hmm. And it's no longer your debt and my debt. You know, if he has a $30,000 college debt, when you get married, you all, the two of you, have a $30,000 debt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think understanding that, being open beforehand about, you know, what the debt is, if you if you have a debt, and what your assets are, you know, if you have assets. <laughs> <laughs> so we know, and, and the, the concept is, the attitude is, it's our money. So together, then we plan how we're going to handle that money. Hmm. Uh, you know, my wife and I, for example, we've been, we were Christians. We believed in tithing mm-hmm. as, a, as a basic starting place for giving. So we didn't have any problem agreeing on that, you know. But some couples will. If one was tithing and the other 10%, you give away 10%, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think agreeing on how much we're going to give away, you know, to start with. And then how much are we going to save? Mm-hmm. Every couple should be saving something. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I recommend is 10, 10, 80. 
give God 10%, save 10%, live on the 80%. Mm-hmm. And if you have to lower your standard of living, okay, we'll lower our standard of living. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how are we going to handle them? Who's going to keep the books? Yep. <laughs> who's going to pay the bills every month? And who's going to balance the checkbook? It's our money, but somebody's got to handle it, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's those kind of things that a couple, if they work through these things before they get married and talk through their things, then, uh, you know, they got a plan. Yes. Now, you might change the plan later. You know, when we started, my, before we got married, my wife said, well, I said she would be willing to keep the books, you know, and pay the bills like that and all that stuff. And I said, wonderful. That'd be great. You know, I was in graduate school, and I thought this would be wonderful. Well, about three months into it, she said, honey, you think you could do this? I said, well, I could. Why? She said, it hurts my stomach. (laughs) 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 We didn't have much. And she was trying to figure out, ooh, how am I going to get all this done? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's so good to be flexible like that. So, Gary, is there any red flags where you would tell a couple, I don't think this is a good idea for you to get married? Well, I think one of the biggest places where that becomes a factor is where one of them is walking closely with Jesus. They're a committed Christian. And the other, you know, Christian Christianity to them means I go to church when I can. Uh, and, you know, if you're not marching to the beat of the same drummer in the spiritual area, mm-hmm. that's a huge, huge thing. Because our our belief about God and what God has said and our commitment to that makes a huge difference in every every other aspect of life. Amen. Yes. And yeah. so, you know, I, I've I've talked with couples through the years. You know, listen, maybe we need to rethink this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just a matter of the person that's on the fringe of being a Christian. They're open to it. They just never. No one's explained it to them. They, they don't know how. You know, accept Christ. They don't know. You know, how, how do you do this? Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I, you know, so I let's get that settled and make sure that we are, are marching to the beat of the same mm-hmm. drummer before mm-hmm. we get married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's really good. It is, and so we're so appreciative of your knowledge and wisdom. And of course, this one book that we're talking about is "Things I Wish I'd Known Before We Got Married." So, real quick, Gary, yesterday we asked our listeners the question: "Don't get married until you blank." And so, if I were to ask you that, what would you say? Oh, <laughs> don't get married until you have worked through this book. <laughs> I love it. That's a great answer. <laughs> you know, this book really is, is kind of an accumulation of what I've done for years in mm-hmm. counseling people before marriage. So I really do think it's a very, very practical book. That's good. So for those that are already married, is there always hope, Gary? You know, I think as long as we have life, there is hope. Because we're human, we can make changes, and with the help of God, we can make radical changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I say to people when they're in my office sometimes, I understand that you feel like you have no hope. I can understand that. I remember when I felt that way. Mm. So I say, why don't you go on my hope? Because I have hope for you. Mm. And if you're like willing, that. just go on my hope. We'll see mm. what can happen. I love know? that. Mm. Yeah, And maybe that's all it takes sometimes is yeah. for somebody else to have believe in you. And have hope. Absolutely. I've had people say to me, you know, Dr. Tim, the only reason we're still together is because you have hope that it can be different. Hmm. You know, and, and, if, and if they do, and we, they're willing to work, willing to change some things, you know, then things, things will get better. Mm-hmm. I love that, Gary. Such encouragement. It sure is. Things I Wish I'd Known Before We Got Married is the title of the book. Dr. Gary Chapman, 
our guest this morning. Gary, brother, appreciate you so much. Always good to have you on with us. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you. You guys keep up the good work.